0: This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. With me is Heim Goodman-Strauss, a math professor at the University of Arkansas. Hi, Kyle. Uh, welcome back, Haim. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about some pretty in-depth sorts of things. Heady things. Yes, what can and cannot be computed. Well, this is, we're going to lift off today.
1: Okay. Going to go beyond the pale. Well, let's just uh, start. What's a function? What's a function? Yeah. Let's do it like this. You spit out some numbers.
0: Nine. Twenty-two. Seven. Thirty-eight. Five. Uh, 18. 12. 11. Okay, I don't understand. Uh, I'm just making that up. Oh, but okay. the point
1: is, the real point is is that it's an assignment. You give me a number, I'll give you back a number. Mm-hmm. I just pulled those out of thin air. Sure. There's no meaning to it. But such an assignment is a function. Well, let's try something a little more familiar. You want me to give you, you your just, numbers? Yeah, just one. One. Two. Four. Three. Nine. Four. Sixteen. Five would be 25. Oh, so you think. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, it could have been something else. But <laughs> right. here, there's a specific rule that we were following, right? And of course, you know what it is. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're squaring them. That's what you're doing, yes. I'm squaring the numbers, right. right. So, in this case, there was a particular rule that was going on. And we can summarize that by just saying, you give me n, a number n, and I'll give you n squared. So, the right. function is n squared. Okay, let's try something a little bit, slightly more challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. One.
1: Two. Two. Four. Three. Eight. Oh, threw me a curveball there. Four? 16. Five? 32.
0: I don't know what's happening there.
1: Well, each time I'm doubling it, right? Uh two, four, eight, 16, Oh,
0: 32. I see. I see, yes. So then uh, six 64, 64, 64 uh, 128, 256. So there the
1: function is, it's you give me a number n, and I'm mm-hmm. giving you two to the nth power. Gotcha. Right? So it's two to the n. Here's one that I really like. So uh, one. Oh, sorry. You have to ask oh, me a number. Yeah, how about one? One. Two. Four. Three. 27. 4. 256. 5. Well, it's 5 to the whatever the 5th power. 5 to the 5th power. It got out of hand six pretty quickly. Six, 6 to the 6th power. Right, and so this time it's beginning to really skyrocket. If we listed out these functions, n squared grew pretty fast, and cubed we didn't do, but that would grow faster and 4th. Uh, 2 to the n grew pretty fast. 3 to the n would grow even faster, 4 to the n. Well, this was n to the nth power. 1 to the first, 2 squared, 3 cubed, 4 to the fourth, 5 to the fifth, and so on in that group. One of my favorites is n to the n to the n to the n to the n, n times. Well, that sounds ridiculous. It's great. But see, 2 squared, 3 to the third to the third, 4 to the 4 to the 4 to the 4. You know, about a long time ago, we talked about this arrow notation for making really huge numbers quickly. Well, this is just n double arrow n. That's all it is. And uh, so anyway, all of these functions are, you know, very simple to write out. They, Mm -hmm. They explode incredibly quickly. And they all have the feature that there's a rule that we could state. Okay. In effect, having a rule that you can state means that you can compute it. You can actually write a computer program that can spit this out. Even with Turing machines, those idiotic dumb robot machines that we talked about last time, you can actually write a simple list of rules that'll, you know, put out... You know, you start out with n parachutes and then you get n squared parachutes or you put n parachutes and you get n to the n to the n, n times parachutes or whatever. It might take a long time to do. All of those functions are computable functions. Right. So... Are there functions that can't be computed? Well, I'm sure there are. Because I wouldn't be asking. <laughs> That's them, right. We wouldn't well, have done this far. Well, this is amazing. There's, there, there really are functions that can't be computed. And moreover, there are functions that grow faster than any computable function, or, or at least can't be bounded by any computable function. You know, the functions we just said were. Going pretty fast, pretty far, pretty yeah. quickly. But there are functions that can't, that grow faster than any possible function that can be computed. Can, can you Isn't that mind blowing it, it is I a mind blowing thing. Just, thing. It, it is there a function
0: thing. that you can give us in the English language that we'd understand? Yeah. Well, okay.
1: Well, all we can do is sort of describe it indirectly. Okay. Um, I don't know, though. It just blows my mind. Hmm. It really does. I mean, in fact, you might entertain yourselves, folks, by coming up with functions that grow even faster than the ones we named. It's not—you just yeah. stick in more exponentials and more right. arrows and all that kind of stuff. And that can't be computer. The computer has not been invented yet. that can. No, no. There, there are things—no matter how fast the computer is, how much memory or even an infinite amount of memory— uh, well, not yet,
0: but who knows what we'll and, have it.
1: But th- theoretically, this cannot—you <laughs> can prove that no computer ever could compute oh, these, the things ever that I'm about to say that yeah. seems very yeah, pessimistic. It's no, it's that's the beautiful <laughs> thing. This is a, this is what the whole point was. So remember, we talked about the halting problem. That mm-hmm. was a, a problem, a question that could never be the answer to it. Could never be computed in all cases.
0: But couldn't there be just some sort of wall we'll smash through that will? No, it's
1: great. Okay, it's incredible. It's like mathematics. What's really neat about this is that mathematics establishes its own limits using mathematical ideas. It's really, it's kind of beautiful. So, you want to hear it? Well,
0: you know, let's just try it. Okay. Okay. Give me, give me, give me something that can, that that will never. Well, can't be combated yeah, by any. Computer. no matter what future Newton okay. or Einstein or Galileo is out there, they can't. Okay,
1: you know, Gödel was kind of like the similar type of figure, and mm-hmm. he proved that there was this limit. Okay. okay, here's a fantastic function that has no computable bound, and it just is absolutely amazing. So we could list all the computer programs in some order, because remember, a computer program is just a giant number, mm-hmm. and so there's a first one next one, and next one, and next one, and so on. And some computer programs stop and some don't. So there's a first computer program that stops, a second computer program that stops, and so on. An nth computer program that stops. So for your n, my function will be how long does it take for the nth program to stop? Okay. Now, amazingly, that number grows, that function grows faster than any function that can be computed. Now, the what's incredible about that is that most computer programs are really pretty dumb. They don't do very much. And yet, and we've talked about some computable functions that just explode in size. And yet, this thing where the you just ask, how long does it take for the nth computer program to stop? That function grows faster than any computable function. It's just an absolutely amazing thing. Mm. It has to do with the halting problem. i I don't think we can do it verbally. So I'm going to put the answer to that on the web page and people okay. can write in their own comments. That's mathfactor.uark.edu. An incredible thing. The 57th computer program if you list them all out in order is something like, you know, print an x on the page and then done, and then stop. You know. <laughs> right. The 58th one is print a y on the page and then stop. <laughs> right. Amazingly though, um, the time it takes for the nth computer program to stop grows faster than any computable function. That's, by the way, called the busy beaver function, or it's sort of related mm-hmm. to it, and um, you can look up more about that anywhere.
0: This is famous.
1: Very, very famous. Has its own Wikipedia entry. It does, and yes. actually a pretty good one. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a little cheap for me not to uh, to say what's going on. The point is that if the busy beaver function had a computable bound, you could compute some bound, Right. So you give me an n, and I'll tell you the maximum amount of time in some computed way that it takes for the nth computer program to halt. Well that answers the halting problem. What I do, I don't know, you give me a program, it's some number program, and I just calculate this bound, and if the program runs longer than that bound, I know that I'm home free and the computer program will never halt. So that gives me a procedure, Telling whether or not a given program can halt or not, we already know that's impossible. Hence, there couldn't have been a computable bound. Hence, this function is a function with no computable bound. It's amazing.
0: So, bottom line, some things cannot be computed. Yeah.
1: You, th- you think we should go back to puzzles next week? We can.
0: Let's. Do because it. they can be computed. Right. All right. So a puzzle next week. Okay. Very good. Hi, I'm Goodman Strauss is math professor at the University of Arkansas. Thanks, Carl. Thank you.